905 on a Thursday morning, the 25th of January. Welcome aboard. Zach, I didn't even look at the temperature. Let's see here. I'm at 43 here in Skunkalo this morning. Yeah. It is. What out yesterday? Foggy out there this morning. Oh, is that right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is worse than what it was yesterday and the day before. It has been, it is a foggy one out there this morning. Really? I guess it's that warm, warm air over that cold ground, I guess, is what's causing that. I'm practically a fogonologist. Is that a real term, fogonologist? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Get that. I got that degree. Uh, Visibility that's officially here in Belleville is four miles. So it must be a little worse in some areas than it is over here in Belleville. So be careful if you're heading out. Went out last night to grab a little dinner. <laughs> Sweatshirt. Yeah, we could go. Bad. Yeah, we could go. Coveralls, goose down coat, <laughs> two sock hats. Yeah, unbelievable swing in the weather. And it looks like there's warmer temperatures on the way. We'll take a look at that forecast coming up. We've got our Missouri Corn Growers Association's weekly update. We'll take a look at what's going on in the markets. We got a lot to get to. We might as well get started. Let's head to the newsroom. What do you got, Zach? Reading 39 degrees here in Maryland Heights at 5.06. Weather and sports are coming up. A suspect is in custody in connection with an hours long standoff at a downtown St. Louis hotel. Police say this all unfolded just after 5 yesterday morning at the Drury Hotel on 4th Street. That's when police were called about an armed man holding a woman and two children hostage in a hotel room. About four hours later, the children were released unharmed. The standoff ended with the suspect surrendering peacefully yesterday afternoon. The suspect's name is being withheld pending charges. Police need the public's help finding a suspect in a shooting that left a man seriously injured in Glasgow Village. 21-year-old Anthony Hill Jr. has been charged with first-degree assault for allegedly shooting a man along with others on the afternoon of June 18th in the 400 block of Cameron. The victim suffered multiple gunshot wounds, which resulted in a shattered arm and leg along with a brain bleed. If you have any information on Hill's whereabouts, you're asked to call St. Louis County Police or Crime Stoppers at 1-866-371-TIPS. Governor Mike Parson reflected on his past wins in the final state of the state address on Wednesday. This story from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. Parson held up numerous income tax cuts and a $2.8 billion investment to expand Interstate 70 is among his accomplishments in a Wednesday speech. Parson took office in 2018 after his predecessor, Eric Reitens, resigned in disgrace. Parson applauded his achievements despite the chaotic start to his tenure. The governor gave his address to a divided legislature. Senate Republicans are fractured, and the House Speaker is trying to move past allegations that he misused public funds. Parson made modest budget and policy requests of lawmakers who could struggle to get much done this year in the face of GOP infighting. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. St. Louis County Councilman Mark Harder will hold the third in a series of safety town halls tonight. The town hall will focus on illegal drugs community illegal drugs community and feature speakers from the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency informing the public on national, regional, and local efforts to stem the flow of drugs such as fentanyl onto St. Louis County streets. Representatives from local treatment, support, and recovery agencies will also be on hand to answer questions for those dealing with addiction. The town hall will begin at 6.30 tonight at the Baldwin Golf Club. 
Potholes have cropped up on the roadways after the recent weather events. This has MoDOT crews busy repairing those potholes and reminding motorists to be extra cautious while driving to avoid causing damage to your vehicle. MoDOT asks the public to report potholes. You can do this online at MoDOT.org.RoadConcerns. State Representative Amy Elick is collecting Valentines for Veterans for the fourth year in a row at her district office in Alton. Elick is encouraging students and residents to make Valentine cards with a special thank you, including well wishes to veterans who served our nation in the U.S. Armed Forces. Cards should be delivered to the office at 192 Alton Square Mall Drive, Suite C, by February 9th. You're asked to schedule a time to deliver the Valentines by calling the office at 618-433-8046 or email E-L-I-K at ilhousegop.org. Time now is 510, taking a look at the KTRS forecast. Dense fog advisory in effect until noon today. Rain likely this afternoon with a high of 44 degrees. Tonight, cloudy with an overnight low of 37. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 47. It's currently 39 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to sports, Braden Shen scored the game winner in overtime as the Blues beat the Canucks in Vancouver last night, four to three. It's a three-game winning streak for the Blues, which follows a th- which followed a three-game losing streak. Tenth-ranked Illinois basketball falls at Northwestern, ninety-six ninety-one in overtime. The Illini slipped to fourteen and five and five and three in the Big Ten. Slew basketball suffered another blowout home loss, this time to Davidson, 84-61. Leading scorer Gibson Jimerson was held without a point in 30 minutes on the floor. And check out the Kilcoin conversation tonight as Martin will be joined by Fox Sports' Kevin Burkhart before he calls this Sunday's NFC Championship game. It starts at 6 p.m. right here on the Big 550. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam, God bless America, my home, sweet. Remarkable cows And wherever we go 
it's a fabulous show. Oh, you know we are cows. That's right, we're cows. Uh, 5.13 on this Thursday morning, Zach. Next week, Wednesday, uh, I'll be down in Jeff City uh, with the Missouri Corn Growers. They have their annual meeting. We'll be down there for that. And Legislative Day where they take all their little delegates uh, and members can go over to the Hill and they put you in little groups, you know, and they have their people with your little group. And they take you to your representative's offices and you can kind of tell them what you want to tell them about farming and agriculture and anything else you want to tell them. But... I got a note yesterday and wanted to know if I wanted to talk to the governor after the uh, luncheon. And uh, I said, well, sure, we'll visit. You know, I, I don't have a dog in the race since I don't live in Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, but kind of do since we're kind of neighbors. Uh, he's always been pretty receptive to the media. Um, we normally, we, he, he's a cattle rancher. He, they've got a cattle ranch uh, down around Bolivar, Missouri, down in that part of the, the state. And uh, a lot of times we end up talking cattle more than we do political stuff. And I think sometimes if you're a politician and you can talk about something besides politics, <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> you're, they'll you're, do you're, that. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're your new best friend, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's always been uh, uh, very um, uh, ag-orientated uh, when you get a, a governor that, that comes off the farm. At least he knows kind of what you're talking about and what you're asking him about. And I think, you know, up on the Hill, when there's agricultural issues, I think it pays off to have a governor that kind of knows, you know, the walk and the talk uh, when you got bills that need to be passed and, and that type of situation. And, and and I think Parsons has always kind of watched out for agriculture in Missouri. Um, like I said, I don't really have a dog in the race, but as far as from our side of it, from what he's always talked about, I don't know this I-70 thing. Now, is that... Is that a done deal? Is that? Is I think that, so. Is yeah, that gonna I believe happen? they. I believe they already started. Really? I thought they already were. I thought they'd already started, but you know what? I'm actually driving from St. Louis to Kansas City tomorrow, uh-huh. so I will have an update on Monday. Oh, well, if you check that out, you can take that trip as a business expense. Oh, there we go. Put, you can put that down on your expense account. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. sign off on that. Shoot, I'll sign off on that for you. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the, instead of the Indy 500, that'll be the Missouri 300 when they get that thing done. Oh, because in, in 20 <laughs> years when it's, about, when it's finished? Well, yeah, what are they shooting to be done by like 2049 or something? I think it was think. 2034. I think they said 10 years. This old guy won't be driving anymore by then. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, that, that'll be... That'll be what three lanes of that'll be, instead of two lanes at at one hundred. It'll be three lanes down, at yeah. one hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I think if they would the one thing that if it would help that I think is if they'd make one lane the truck lane. Just all semis run in this lane. We don't care how fast you run. You just all you run in this lane. Yeah, you can't leave this lane. Yeah, because the every other vehicle, every third vehicle is a truck going out through mm-hmm. there. I mean, unbelievable truck traffic. Not that it's, I'm not condemning the truckers. I'm just saying there's a lot of trucks on that Highway 70. And, uh, you know, put, make you a lane, let you run your speed, whatever, and just let them fly. I mean, I I think that would, that would help the cause. I mean, that's kind of you get on those hills and get behind a truck and he can't make the hill. It slows things up and backs things up a little bit. Give them their own lane. 
and let those truckers run. That's my theory. So there you go. I'm going to run on that when I run for governor. Uh, a couple of rain gauge reports coming in this morning. Former day rain gauge report from Western St. Paul had another point four of rain since yesterday morning. It's a muddy, it's muddy slop out there. That's from Bill. Yeah, I was out moving the cattle around yesterday afternoon. And the frost isn't out of the ground yet, but you got two or three inches of slop right on top. And this is always a tough time of the year when things start to thaw out a little bit. Uh, let's see, Pat over in Warson Woods, point zero or zero point one overnight. Temperature forty one degrees, two point forty, and it is foggy. Our uh, our daily reporter Pat reporting in from Warson Woods. Let's run over to the market yesterday. Corn trade, man, we finally saw a little bit of light in the trade. We were five, six cents higher when it was all said and done. Um, the the uh, ethanol numbers showed ethanol production fell 236,000 barrels per day during the week, uh, ending up at 818,000 barrels per day. That snapped the 17-week streak of the 1 million barrels per day production and was the lowest since February of 2021. Insiders were citing the cold weather for the low output. Yeah, grain just didn't move. A lot of guys just didn't get those trucks out and move it. Uh, Brazil's Ag Rural reporting second corn crop planting uh, reached uh, 5%. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, March uh, corn closed at 452. That was up a nickel. May up five as well at 462. Over on the overnight, we're fractionally lower. March is down a half cent at 451. Was at 452, down to 451, about a penny, penny and a half trading range in the overnight. May at 461, that's off three quarters. September trade at 474, that's down a penny. And December at 481, down a penny and a quarter. December of 2025, yeah, it's just around the corner at 487, down a quarter cent a bushel as well. Over on the soybean trade yesterday, well, we were a little bit higher, not by much. Old crop futures were fractionally uh, mixed to a penny weaker, while the new crop prices closed fractionally to a penny higher. Soy meal futures ended the day 220 to 310 higher. Soy oil futures were 77 to 89 cents lower across the front months. Uh, Farm futures survey, as we said uh, yesterday, had the 2425 U.S. soybean area at 84.95 million acres. S&P sticking with their number of 85.5 million acres. You've got uh, pretty close. We're not all that far apart on uh, the acres there. We'll wait and see. Uh, March soybeans closed at 1240, up three quarters of a cent. May at 1246, down a cent. Over on the overnight, we're in positive territory on the nearbys. March trading at uh, 1242. That's up two and a half. May's up two at 1248. November new crop at 1206. That's down a penny and a quarter in January 25 at 1215. Off a quarter cent a bushel. Over on the wheat trade, we were double digit up yesterday with March at 610, up 14. July closed up 13 yesterday at 626, and December of 24 at 650, up 11. We're in positive territory overnight, picking up another two in the March contract at 612. May's at 622. That's up two. July at 627, up a penny and a half. That's off a high of 632. December 24 at 651, up three quarters. July of 2025, trade at 661 yesterday, up seven. 
and three quarters. No trade in the overnight. It's 521 on this uh, Thursday morning, 25th of January. We'll take a quick break. Come back, take a look at the livestock and that forecast for the weekend right after this. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're here for all of life's wins. Like when you get a new car or a new boat or a new driver, or when your son moves out but your mom moves in, or you find out you're expecting again, or when one rental property turns into two, then 20, or you realize they're all in Tornado Alley. Life is full of life events, so call your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent or visit MOFBinsurance.com to find an agent near you, and we'll make sure you have the right coverage for each of life's wins. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. All of us at Independent Center want to thank everyone who generously supported our Dancing with the St. Louis Stars event on January 20th. Because of you, this year was another amazing success. St. Louis Luminaries Dance the Night Away while raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to help fund Independent Center's vital programs for those with severe and persistent mental illness. Want to help but miss the event? It's not too late. Please consider donating to support our mission at independentcenter.org today. You're selling your home, and I want to buy it. This is Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I am ready to pay top dollar for your home. No contingencies, no inspections, no monkey business. I buy your home no matter the condition or location, and you walk away with cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. That's R-O-B-A-N-G, properties.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 523, we'll have that forecast for you in a minute. Let's run over to the livestock trade. Cattle futures extended the push through Wednesday and closed near the highs of the day. Uh, looks like cash sales were light on Wednesday, a few at 174, not much action. Cattle futures also firmed up a little bit yesterday, but finished off their session highs by 12 to 85 cents. USDA's Oklahoma feeder cattle auction review showed that 5,800 head were sold, mostly three to four dollars higher. USDA's wholesale box beef prices were lower yesterday afternoon with a 216 drop in the choice and a dollar 14 drop in the selects. Federally inspected numbers yesterday at 126,000. A weekly total of 366. That compares to 375 last year, running a little bit behind. February cattle at 175.35, up 70. April at 178.35, up 52. June cattle at 175.45. That is up 50. And the March feeders at 233.77, up 12. April feeders at 239.80, up 25. Over in the pork complex, we were uh, higher there as well. Uh, November with a triple-digit gain through Wednesday midday. USDA's national average base price for Wednesday morning was 51.35. As the trade is kind of looking for some uh, guidance and uh, front-month pork cutouts, 
Ended the day mixed with a five cent loss on for February, but a ninety five cent gain for May. USDA's national cutout value now eighty three cents stronger at eighty eight eighty six. Numbers for the day at four hundred and ninety three thousand. Weekly total of one point four five. That compares to one point four seven last week. February hogs closed at seventy three ninety. Up 60, April at 82.02, up 170 in the February pork cutouts, closed at 87.35, down a nickel. 5.25 on this Thursday morning, time to head over to the weather desk, take a look at that forecast for the weekend. What do you got, Zach? 39 degrees outside in Maryland Heights right now. Dense fog advisory remains in effect until noon today. It is foggy out there, so keep an eye out on the roads as you're heading to work this morning. High of 47 degrees today. Rain starts this afternoon right around 11 a.m. and will continue to about 8 p.m. tonight. Again, rain throughout the day with a low of 39 degrees overnight tonight. Could see some more fog overnight tonight as well as we head into Friday. Mostly cloudy on Friday with a high of 48 degrees. Cloudy Friday night with a low of 39 on Saturday. Again, chance of showers throughout the day. High of 44 degrees on Saturday with a low of 37 degrees on Saturday night. Rain will be moved out by Sunday. That will be cloudy Sunday with a high of 42 degrees and a low of 33 on Sunday night. Looking into next week, mostly sunny. High of 48 degrees on Monday. Partly cloudy Monday night with a low of 34 Sun finally comes out on Tuesday next week as we reach 51 degrees for the high on Tuesday. Partly cloudy Tuesday night with a low of 36. Then on Wednesday, mostly sunny and a high of 56 degrees next Wednesday. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. I'm showing 61 next Wednesday. Ooh, Ooh. look at that. Yeah, 50, 60s and 50s all next week. Mm. Sunny, oh. Yeah, buddy. Big that'll difference her, than uh, last weekend. Yeah, that'll make it muddy when everything thaws out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, your driveways will fall. Well, you you city folks don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> those of us with a rock driveway, this time of year, the bottom falls out of those things when they freeze and then they thaw. Man, you talk about get sloppy in a hurry. <laughs> Call for the rock truck. Uh, 43 degrees here in rural Belleville. Winds are coming in out of the uh, north at 3. Visibility is at 4 miles. As Zach said, there is fog out there. Humidity at 96%. Sun up this morning at 713 and sundown this afternoon at 513. You, 520. Whoop, you, you said your visibility is at what, 4 miles, you said? Uh-huh. I'm showing visibility here in Maryland Heights, 0.11. Well, that's like 71 feet. It's. I, t- I told you it was foggy. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't fog. When you can't see the hood of your car, that's fog. Um, now, the National Weather Service, if I look over there, they show visibility in Bevel at eight miles. Eight. Yeah, it's. My, I guess it stops on the river or something. Because, I mean, I couldn't even. See, you couldn't even see the highway signs trying to get off the highway. Yeah. All right. Well, so. be careful. There you go. Now you know. Be careful out there. We'll be right back. Where is a great time to work on your trees? Hi, I'm Steve with River City Tree Service, your go-to tree service since 2008. Whether you want to trim your trees, need some deadwooding, or you want a tree removed in the stump ground, choose the ISA certified arborist at River City Tree Service in Baldwin. Right now, we're offering a winter special that will save you a lot of money. Call 314-270-8071. That's 314-270-8071. River City Tree Service. 
Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director Stefan Deneuve on February 2nd as international sensation and St. Louis favorite violinist Augustine Hadebich returns for Samuel Barber's Lyrical Violin Concerto. Then discover pioneer composer Florence Price's Third Symphony that blends passion with great tunes and danceable rhythms. February 2nd at Umsel's Two Hill Performing Arts Center. Tickets at slso.org. When you go and get your car washed, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes. No brushes. Inside and out. Five area locations. Country Club Car Wash or cccwstl.com. The AAA Travel Show you've been waiting for is almost here. The AAA Travel Marketplace is Saturday, February 3rd from 9 to 1 at the Holiday Inn St. Louis Southwest. You'll get limited-time special offers, AAA's most popular travel providers. Admission and parking are free, plus free passport photo vouchers and giveaways. February 3rd at the Holiday Inn St. Louis Southwest at Watson and Lindbergh. Call 866-222-7587 or visit aaa.com slash travel show. Hi, I'm Rod Ferguson, host of Conversations with Rodney Ferguson, the show with strong opinions on a wide variety of topics. Join us Sundays at 3 o'clock on the Big 550 KTRS, brought to you by Crushed Red. This is the Big 550 KTRS St. Louis, Ladue, Glen Carbon, University City, Edwardsville, Manchester, Wood River, Grafton, and the world. Streaming live at KTRS.com. Depend on it. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. Alaska Airlines says it will be returning some of its Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets to the air beginning tomorrow. The FAA releasing final instructions to Alaska and other airlines to begin conducting a 12-hour inspection process, focusing on the bolts that hold the door plugs in place. President Biden receiving an endorsement from the United Auto Workers this week. He joined us in solidarity on the picket line for the first time in our nation's history. A sitting president has ever done that. That's UAW President Sean Fain, who called Donald Trump a scab. Nikki Haley is back in her home state of South Carolina, vowing to keep on fighting Trump for the GOP nomination. The former president expected to return to a New York courtroom today to defend himself against a lawsuit seeking more than $10 million for defaming columnist E. Jean Carroll after she accused him of sexual assault. This is ABC News. 39 degrees outside at 531. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. A suspect is in custody in connection with an hours-long standoff at a downtown St. Louis hotel. Police say that all unfolded just after 5 yesterday morning at the Drury Hotel on 4th Street. It's when police were called about an armed man holding a woman and two children hostage in a room. About four hours later, the children were released unharmed. The standoff ended with the suspect surrendering peacefully at around 5 in the afternoon. The suspect's name is being withheld pending charges. Police need the public's help finding a suspect in a shooting that left a man seriously injured in Glasgow Village. 21-year-old Anthony Hill Jr. has been charged with first-degree assault for allegedly shooting a man along with others on the afternoon of June 18th. 
The victim suffered multiple gunshot wounds, which resulted in a shattered arm and leg and a brain bleed. If you have any information on Hill's whereabouts, you're asked to call St. Louis County Police or Crime Stoppers at 1-866-371-TIPS. A former professional basketball player is accused of pandemic loan fraud in Missouri. 40-year-old Lorenzo Gordon of Chesterfield was indicted in U.S. District Court in St. Louis on three counts of wire fraud and one count of theft of government money. He pleaded not guilty to the charges yesterday. The indictment alleges that Gordon fraudulently applied for loans for the Paycheck Protection Program and Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, which were intended to help businesses and their employees during the COVID-19 pandemic. Each wire fraud charge is punishable by up to 20 years in prison, a $250,000 fine, or both. The theft charge is punishable by up to 10 years in prison at the same fine. Republican Governor Mike Parson looked back on the past wins in his final State of the State address Wednesday, lauding his achievements after assuming leadership in the chaotic absence of of his disgraced predecessor, Eric Greitens. As Governor Parson has worked to cultivate an image of the practical leader focused on tangible achievements for taxpayers as a contrast to Greitens' tumultuous and aggressive governing style. A highlight of Parson's achievements is his work to repair and improve the state's roads and bridges, culminating last year with a $2.8 billion investment to extend Interstate 70 to six lanes across the state. He also pointed to numerous income tax cuts under his administration and his appointment of five statewide office holders to fill vacancies. Missouri conservation officials are warning residents to keep an eye out for their pets as coyote sightings are expected to increase in the coming weeks due to mating season. Conservation officials say it's not usual to see coyotes in suburban or urban areas. The Illinois Department of Public Health has announced it's accepting applications until February 9th for $2 million in grants from qualified Illinois groups to to provide training to improve access to safe, high-quality reproductive health care. Details from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. The Abortion Provider Capacity Building Grant Program is open to local health departments and nonprofit community agencies that have a track record of providing reproductive health training and services. The state-funded training effort follows the U.S. Supreme Court's 2022 Dobbs decision that eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion in the United States and allowed states to restrict access to abortion. While Illinois guarantees the right to an abortion under state law, many surrounding states have imposed restrictions on access to abortion. Although the number of abortions provided for Illinois women declined slightly in 2022, the number provided in Illinois for out-of-state residents increased 49 percent, according to IDPH data. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. 39 degrees outside at 535. I'm Zach Bining, KTRS News. When you go and get your car washed, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes, no brushes, inside and out. Five area locations, Country Club Car Wash, or cccwstl.com. Here's our story. 
Tony and Denise, brother and sister team, born and raised in good old St. Louis, started in 2009. More like 1959. Started our business in 2009 with the idea of buying in bulk in order to save you money. Our sales staff will educate you on products and features that are most important to you. We can offer top brands like GE at the lowest price every day. Come by and visit any of our four showrooms or shop us online at theappliancediscounters.com where our Our savings savings are your savings. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 537 on this Thursday morning, coyote season. Woo! You know those things, Zach, they sound like they're right there. They are loud. And you know they're a long ways off. Oh, yeah. You know, and But that sound, uh, out here in, in rural America... I mean, there's nights when they sound like they're on the porch, mm-hmm. and they may they may very well be. Uh, but I had my trail cam out most of the summer, and you get a picture of a deer, and then a picture of a coyote, mm-hmm. and a picture of a deer, and another coyote. Uh, I don't know if the deer's just going in circles and the coyote's following him, but yeah, they'll start moving, and uh, the world is. And and they don't don't just think it's in rural America. You'll see coyotes in downtown Clayton. I mean, these they're things, everywhere. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere. Uh, we've kind of infringed on their territory uh, to some degree. Uh, but, yeah, it's where they live. And uh, they're, and uh, small pets, you know, every once in a while you hear that story. Somebody let their dog out and mm-hmm. coyotes grab them. Yeah, be careful out there. It's that time of the year. Uh, whether the coyotes are mating or you're building a highway to Kansas City, it's all about the weather. That's <laughs> <laughs> How you like that lead in? There you go. Let's uh, yeah, let's run over to that weather desk. Folks getting ready to head out the door. What do you got, Dick? Yeah, great transition. Thirty nine yeah. degrees outside right now. Dense fog advisory remains in effect until noon today. High of forty seven degrees. We are expecting rain this afternoon. That looks like it'll start between eleven and twelve this morning. High of 47 degrees today, overnight low tonight of thirty nine. Could see some more patchy fog out there late tonight into tomorrow morning. For Friday, mostly cloudy, high of 48 degrees and a low of 39 on Friday night. Then more rain on Saturday, high of 44 and a low of 37 Saturday night. Mostly cloudy on Sunday, high of 42 degrees and on Sunday night, low of 33. Sun comes out on Monday as temperatures warm up next week. High of 48 degrees on Monday with a low of 34. Tuesday, mostly sunny, high of 51 degrees. And on Wednesday, sunny with a high of 56 that's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Yeah, those transitions, buddy. Don't try those at home. you got to be a <laughs> professional to do that. Uh, I am now showing 39 degrees in rural Braleville, and maybe I didn't update this thing from yesterday. Visibility at point two nine. There we go. That sounds now, right. Maybe that four miles was yesterday because somebody <laughs> sent me a, a text and said, it's not four to eight miles. It's foggy out there. I was going to say, it is, it is really foggy when I was driving in this morning, so I was surprised that you had four miles earlier. So, Yeah, well, we're in the fog most of the time over here. At least I am. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The winds are coming out of the north at 2, though. Sun up at 712 and sun down this afternoon at 514. Uh, so we we're talking about the Highway 70 project. Uh, uh, Highway 70 projects on the books, and I-44 is also either already on the books or a vote will be taken to add extra lanes all the way to the Oklahoma border. Are they, are they talking about doing that to 44 too? So now 70 and 44 are both going to be under construction for a decade. A decade. Whew. 
Yeah, I guess it just takes that long. Uh, 61 degrees. Good morning. Uh, text there. Invisibility. Yeah. Apparently, somebody thinks it's foggier than four miles. And apparently now the the uh, weather service has updated that and got there as well. So now we know. Sorry about that. In case you were heading out the door. It was Zach's fault. He told me it was four miles. It's officially point two nine. Well, the numbers are out for egg production. Zach, how many eggs do you think the country would produce in one month? I'm just guessing you have no idea. Tens of millions. Uh, tens of millions. I have no idea. Tens of millions. You're all- <laughs> You're almost there. You almost notched it. Uh, monthly chicken and egg report released this week shows December egg production increased 3%. Now, you might think, well, that's not a very big percent. It is when the United States produced 9.45 billion. Yes, billion. In one month? In the month of December. I was close. Mm-hmm. I was close. That's all right, so if you get a uh, an egg a day, all right, all right, here you go. This is one of those fifth-grade math class questions. All right, if you get an egg a day from a hen and you had 30 days in the month of December, how many eggs would it, how many hens would it take to lay 9.45 billion eggs? Um, a lot. You're right. That is the exact answer I had. Yes. Uh, production included four, 8.14 billion table eggs. 1.3 billion hatching eggs. That's where the next generation comes from. Uh, let's see here. 379 million layers consisted of 312 million layers producing uh, table eggs or market-type eggs. And 63.6 million layers produce broiler-type eggs. So 379 million. And then you had 63 more million laying producers. So that would put you at four hundred and fifty million. Uh, so three hundred fifty, almost four hundred million egg, uh, hens laid nine point four five billion eggs. Yep, it's a well, lot not, of eggs. eggs. That's a lot of eggs, buddy. That is a lot of eggs. It is five forty-two. We'll take a quick break. Come back with this week's Missouri Corn Growers Report right after this. So you just bought an electric car. Now you have to have some type of electrical service at the house for the car. Whom are you going to call? Can I recommend somebody? Baldy Electric. Baldy Electric's been around since 1996. Michael Baldy is a licensed electrician. He's OSHA certified, LEED certified, and everybody who works for him is as well. They're the best, whether indoor or outdoor for your electrical needs, whether it's an old house in the city or a brand-new commercial building. Baldy Electric will make sure it is done right. Now, being an electrician, he's the expert. I'm comfortable maybe plugging in my battery for my phone. Outside of that, I'm calling Baldy Electric. Whether it's for lighting for the outside, security systems, appliance installation, backup generators, that's always a big deal. If it's electrical, I go to Baldy Electric. BaldyElectric.com, 314-968-9999. For all of your electrical needs, indoor, outdoor, Commercial, residential, BaldyElectric.com. Don't let a cold, sinus infection, or allergies ruin your day. Breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier with Navage. Visit Navage.com, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, or a store near you. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 
The Missouri Corn Update is brought to you by the Missouri Corn Growers Association and the Missouri Corn Merchandising Council. Hello, I'm your host, Michael Clements, and this week we talk with Lane Howard, Missouri Corn Director of Market Development. We'll hear from Lane in just a moment. The Missouri Corn Growers Association has long worked tirelessly in the interest of today's corn industry because you're busy farming and raising a family, so we're at the table when you can't be. But like you, we can't do it alone. Our strength is in our members. Our strength is in you. Join us as we continue advocating for the American corn farmer. Visit mocorn.org and become a member. Again, Lane Howard, Missouri Corn Director of Market Development, is our guest this week. And starting things off, Lane, tell me about the plug-in hybrid at the D.C. Auto Show. Yeah, probably a little over a year ago, we were approached by Renewable Fuels Association, one of our national ethanol partners, about partnering on a concept where they would convert a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle uh, to run on E85 using a flex fuel kit. So it's a Ford Escape, um, a 2020 three Ford Escape that they use to exhibit as they go throughout. So they've done some research on it, and it addresses a lot of concerns that people have around electric vehicles and just the refueling and charging in general. So some of the benefits that they've seen obviously are the uh, ability to have options when you refuel. So you have flexibility, whether you're plugging it in at home or whether you're fueling up with E85 on the road or even a blend of ethanol E10 that's only 10%. So it gives that as well as increased range um, and overall optionality for the consumer. What they did find was that it does allow for a lot of consumer affordability um, in comparisons with per mile costs. So electricity, running on the electricity alone, they saw 15 cents per mile cost, running on 10% ethanol, and 9 cents per mile cost, and then running on E85, a 7 cent per mile cost. So overall, it addresses a lot of concerns around affordability and around range anxiety, but also there's less raw materials that go into uh, to the battery because it's smaller. Well, Lane, as you mentioned, there's several challenges or concerns when it comes to EVs or electric vehicles, specifically electric only. Can you expand on some of those issues that consumers face? Yeah, so we saw a recent study come out that surveyed consumers across the country, and they had several concerns around a fully electric vehicle transition, the main one being the affordability of these vehicles, but as well as the unavailability of any charging stations. Those were the two big barriers to adoption for electric vehicles. But then they also had concerns about where the raw materials come from, but then what happens to those raw materials at the end of the life of that electric vehicle. So so what are we doing with the batteries and what will that do to our, our land as well as our natural resources like our groundwater? And then, you know, consumers had a big opinion about what the transition should look like. So if we're going to remove all the internal combustion engines, why aren't we making biofuels more available? And why aren't we allowing biofuels to reduce the carbon footprint of all of our transportation fleets right now? You know, for us, we kind of do feel like there's opportunities for biofuels like corn-based ethanol to reduce the carbon footprint of the vehicle fleet now as well as in the future. Well, Lane, another option to give consumers more options and choices at the pump is the Next Generation Fuels Act. Can you tell us where that is right now? Yes, the Next Generation Fuels Act has been introduced in the U- in U.S. Congress in both chambers, in the House and the Senate. 
Um, right now, there's currently 29 co-sponsors on the House side, as well as five from Missouri. So we're obviously working to to find opportunities to get get that bill a hearing. But what that bill will do is is allow for consumer choice by removing barriers that that would that will keep higher blends of ethanol out of the marketplace and will allow for the longevity of internal combustion engines. Um, but one of the big things it does now, which is a huge concern, is provide for domestic energy independence. So the fuels like corn-based ethanol are produced here at home and, and using a renewable resource. And wrapping up for growers out there, don't forget about the Missouri Corn Annual Meeting. Lane, remind folks what they need to know to attend. Yeah, our, our annual meeting, Missouri Corn Annual Meeting, is January 31st. Um, the annual meeting starts at 10.30 a.m. at the Capitol Plaza Hotel. Um, after lunch, we'll have our, our annual lobby day. And then that evening, starting at 4.30, we'll have a legislative reception and auction. All right, Lane, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Michael. Again, that's Missouri Corn Director of Market Development, Lane Howard, our guest this week. Stay up to date with Missouri Corn online at mocorn.org. That's mocorn.org is where you need to go to find out more about the Missouri Corn Growers. And once again, their annual meeting is in Jeff City next Wednesday. If you haven't signed up, you're a Missouri Corn Grower, you need to check it out and get signed up and come on down and uh, uh, and, and learn what your organization is up to. We we're talking about the hens and the roosters. How many roosters are helping get those eggs fertilized? Well, Zach, that's what one of the texters wants to know. Well, mm-hmm. We usually don't talk about that kind of stuff on this show, but the kids aren't up yet. Uh, <laughs> what 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 would you think the ratio would be? Zach? I have it, no idea. Hen to rooster. I'm going to the the official suggested suggested number. Now you can go one way or the other. Mm-hmm. The suggested number is one rooster for every ten to twelve hens. Ten to twelve, mm-hmm. huh? Ten to twelve hens. Yep. Yeah. And do you know that when the eggs are hatched, the ratio of male to female birds, when they are hatched, 50% both ways. 50% hens, 50% roosters when they're hatched. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you go to the store and you buy what they call, you know, you go to the farm store. I go to watch. I go and look at the watch the chicks and the little things. If you buy what they call line run, which means they just catch you buy a dozen, they just catch a dozen chicks. You don't know if you're getting roosters, hens, some of some of each. Uh, but what they call line run, they'll be mixed, uh, males and females, and you got a fifty-fifty chance of them being a male or a female. And if you're going to buy all laying hens, you want to make sure that you don't buy line run because line run can have roosters or hens in them. So now you know all you need to know. About the chicken. I'm just industry. glad I get to talk to a basically a chicken expert. So I am chick practically a chicken. Well, let's go to the weather. Uh, Five fifty. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let it go at that. Five fifty one. Let's head back over to the weather station. It looks like it's going to warm up. This report brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative. What do you got? Still holding at 39 degrees outside at the weather desk. Dense fog advisory out there until noon today. Right now, we are talking about visibility. Right now, we're only at 0.1 miles here in Maryland Heights. High of 47 degrees today. We are expecting rain this afternoon as well. Into tonight, low of 39 degrees. Could see more fog out there tonight. It'll be burned off by tomorrow morning, though. On Friday, mostly cloudy. High of 48. 
38 degrees and a low of 39 on Friday night. And for the weekend, expect more rain throughout the day on Saturday. High of 44 degrees and a low of 37 Saturday night. Sunday, mostly cloudy. High of 42 degrees and a low of 33 on Sunday night. For next week, we warm up. Mostly sunny. High of 48 degrees and a low of 34 Monday night. Tuesday, sun continues. High of 51 degrees. And on Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high of 56. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right. Thanks, Zach. It is currently 39 degrees here in rural Belleville. Winds are coming in out of the north, northeast, northwest, that is, at two miles an hour. Visibility's at 93, dew points at 37. And yeah, they say the visibility is at 0.29. Miles sun up at seven twelve and seven and sundown this afternoon at five fourteen. Well, the pressures of getting ready for the planting season. Yeah, you're already buying seed and you're already booking your fertilizer and yeah, and then well maybe you need that new tractor. Or you know the one you got needs working on and you're sitting at the breakfast table feeling overwhelmed or feeling hopeless as we go into the season. Well, there is help. You can call or text the helpline eight three three farm. SOS. If you're a farmer or farm family member and need us some support to help you get through the day, call them today. 833 Farm SOS. You'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the pressure of grain and livestock farming. There is no cost to call. Uh, and as we said, everybody needs someone to talk to. Do it today if you need someone to help you get through the day. 833 Farm SOS. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. I'm Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I want your fixer-upper home or condo. It's crazy to spend a ton of money fixing it up when I will pay you top dollar right now. I don't even care what condition it's in. Your trash is my treasure. No inspections, no contingencies, just cold, hard cash. Call me, Mike Robinson, at 314-283-0867. That's Mike Robinson, 314-283-0867, or at robangproperties.com. The past generation. I'm Jack Carney. I'm Jack Buck. I'm Rick Sanborn. To the current generation. Hey, Sean Carney. I'm Julie Buck. I'm Max Boise. Combined, they've entertained St. Louis generations for over 100 years. Talking about my generation. A St. Louis tradition. Tradition. Make it yours. Weekdays, noon to 3 on the Big 550. KTRS. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A positive earnings report from Netflix helped to carry the Standard & Poor's 500 and NASDAQ composite to a fifth winning day. The S&P gaining a fraction, the NASDAQ adding a third of a percent. The Dow Jones was left out in the cold and slipped 100 points to close Wednesday at 37,806. Americans appear to be feeling better about the economy. A survey by the Federal Bank of New York says the percentage of Americans who think their finances will improve over the next year is at its highest level since the summer of 2021. The same survey shows our expectations about inflation are at their lowest point in nearly three years. And Chipotle is gearing up for what it's calling burrito season, and it plans to hire 19,000 workers to help keep up. Hoping to entice younger employees, the fast-casual Mexican food chain will offer benefits like mental health coverage, retirement contributions, and access to a special Chipotle's credit card. Jim Ryan, ABC News. 
Looks like the market's down about 35 in the overnight trade. A lot of talk in the car industry about new technology that could allow farmers to play a major role in the production of sustainable aviation fuel. That might be where ethanol is headed. Gary Crawford has the report. What was at one time conceived to be impossible now has been proved on this location today as possible. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack in Soberton, Georgia, Wednesday, attending the opening ceremonies for the Lanza Jet Freedom Pines Fuels Facility, the first such plant in the world that can take ethanol and turn it into sustainable aviation fuel, which, Secretary Vilsack says, the aviation industry certainly wants and needs. At the end of the day, if we're really to mitigate the consequences of a changing climate, the transportation sector clearly has to get to a net zero future. In order for it to get to a net zero future, uh, aviation uh, has to get there as well. Uh, And it can't get there without a sustainable aviation fuel. So this is a day to celebrate a very significant step forward. A step forward, he says, not just for the aviation industry, but for farmers who will be supplying the feedstock for what could be a huge and growing demand for ethanol. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. So some exciting times there if they can get that all put together and make it doable. Uh, to produce that jet fuel from ethanol definitely will help the corn market. Not helping it much in the overnight trade. Things are very quiet overnight. March corn's now even at 452. May's at 462. That's down a quarter cent. September is down a quarter cent at 475. December is now at 481. That's down a penny as well. Over on the uh, soybean trade, as we head into the day trade, we are coming in uh, a little bit higher. March is up two. At 1242, May's up one and three quarters at 1248, and November 24 trading at 1207. That's down a half cent a bushel. Well, that music means we are out of here. Thanks for joining us. We'll have markets at 10 and 12, and then in luck it all, we'll all get back together tomorrow morning for the Friday edition. Right here on the Big 550, have a great day. Tech writers have been so busy churning up endless stories claiming AI is about to take your job away. Here's why this is simply not true. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. AI job replacement stories seem logical, but at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, five researchers decided to put this AI is taking over to the test with in-depth research. They found that most headlines focus on what tests AI could automate, but completely ignore what businesses can afford to automate with AI. The MIT researchers documented what many businesses already know. The cost of deploying AI makes it far more economical for your employer to keep you. Plus, it takes real humans to verify all the incorrect data that AI spits out. Do you personally know anyone who has actually been replaced by AI? I don't. Hey, I'm giving away a $1,000 PC or Mac. It's your choice. You could enter to win right now at commando.com slash win.